Give a little, help a lot. Make getting back to school easier for families by paying towards their PEP lay-by. Give as little as 2 rand in-store or 20 rand online. Make a difference. Become a lay-by buddy today. You're listening to Vuga Online Radio. sure that you are enjoying your week and that you've been having a fun month and that I'm so glad that you are joining us again. As you know, the show is about healthcare professionals. It's all about us understanding that they are people, that they get hungry, they get tired, and they're not little robots, not even AI ones. It's also us working to improve the relationship between the healthcare professional and the patient also having the patient understand that they are have autonomy in this, that they are in charge of their own health. And the person who knows themselves the best is we obviously know ourselves the best. It's also about us working out how to acquire more information, how to find out new things, um, and to talk about topics that we don't normally talk about or, for instance, we don't know about. So how does this work? And you know me, I spend my life running around going, oh, tell me more. And that's exactly what happened. I met uh, my guest and I was quite fascinated with what she does. And I said, tell me more. And I went for a tour. But after the break, we're going to meet my guest. And we are also going to hear so much more about the world of occupational therapy, which some people call OT. But let's go for our break and hear from our sponsors and see what messages they have for us. Kick off with the biggest character deal only at PEP. Babies, teas and vests, only $39.99. Kids, just $44.99. Buy any two and score a saving of 10. More deals, more fun in store. Life's better with PEP. You're listening to Vuga Online Radio. Welcome back. You tuned to Healthcare Hour with Colin Quist. My guest today, fascinating lady who I met um, at an event. Her name is Vida Yip, and she is the Deputy Director of Occupational Therapy at Charlotte Mankeke Johannesburg Academic Hospital. So, Vida, hello, welcome. Thank you, Colleen, for inviting me to the show. All I'm right. quite excited to be here. And we're very excited to have you as well. So, of course, we met because I happily invited myself to your unit, to occupational therapy, to come see what it is that you do. And I can tell the listeners that I was very fascinated at the difference that occupational therapy makes to patients. And I thought, okay, let me go find out. Let me go visit. I took pictures. If you look at my LinkedIn profile, you'll see all the pictures. You'll see the little bit of story. But I also knew, let's hear from the lady herself, the deputy director. So, Vida, let's first hear more about you. Okay. Well, basically, I've been working at Joburg Hospital for many years, and I'll the most important thing for us is actually looking at 
empowering patients. And I think that is where my passion has been, to look at how we can get our patients to be totally independent, be it in the everyday life, be it going back to work. And, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Okay. All right. So that's your the work nutshell. You are an occupational therapist? Yes. Okay. Um, of course, but now as the deputy director, you've got up the ladder? Yes. So could you share with us what is occupational therapy? What do occupational therapists do? Okay. Our job really entails in getting our patients as independent as possible, be it with using assistive devices, be it to use alternative methods, and basically our role is really getting patients independent. Okay. We are part of the healthcare system and we are part of rehabilitation. So we use a lot of assessments and intervention and we look at developing recovery or maintaining meaningful activities or occupation for the individuals. All right. And so when you say independence, what has happened to your patients that you've seen that they would, you know, that you've got to work on independence or work on mobility or rehabilitation? Okay. If I look at our department, we've got three subsections. So we actually deal with adult medical patients, psychiatry patients, as well as pediatric patients. And when I say that we want to get them independent, for example, with adult medical, we have a lot of stroke patients. So after a stroke, a lot of our patients struggle to be able to eat by themselves or some of them can eat by themselves but can't go to the bathroom independently or they can't return to work or they when they walk they have difficulties. So our job is to try and get them to be able to do things that they used to do before or as close as possible to what they were before. Okay, and then I saw, for instance, um, one of one of the methods that you're doing that is, is that you've got a taxi made up of cement. Ah, yes, our taxi. We're actually quite proud of our taxi because one of the problems in South Africa, one of the major transport um, facility in South Africa is the mini bus or the taxi. And for our patients to get on and off in into the taxi, it requires a lot of uh, skills, a lot of uh, strength, okay? And I don't know if you've noticed, quite often the taxi would stop at a difficult intersection and patients have to now quickly fold up their wheelchair and get into the taxi and that becomes a major problem. So what we did was we actually made a made a taxi to size with the concrete and basically what that did was that we can then train our patients to get in and out of the taxi in a much faster rate. We've actually had one patient who actually could do that within 30 seconds because that was really all the time. He could get into the chair 
and fold up his tax uh, fold up his wheelchair and then get someone to help him lift it into the taxi. The sad thing though is that a lot of our patients have said that when they go into a taxi, they have to pay for price of two because of the wheelchair. So it would be nice if we can think of a way of seeing how they don't have to pay for two spaces. Yes. Okay, so South African Taxi Association listening to us, we need to talk about wheelchairs are not people. They should not have to pay. Yes. And then also, yeah, I saw you called the taxi cement. No, you called it concrete, whereas I called it cement. Mm, wouldn't know the difference, but anyway. <laughs> but I did notice there when I was when I was there, Vida, that well, it was quite daunting. I was thinking, oh, could I get on and off all myself? But I was thinking, okay, I wouldn't run over and practice. But I noticed that it's not painted. Yes, unfortunately, we, you know, a lot of these um, things that we built in the hospital require funding. So we have to do it in a slow process. And we were actually. Well, once I manage to get some funding for paint, we will try and paint it and make it a lot prettier. Well, that was also making me think about, you know, community service, where so often the schools are looking for what they could do from a community service point of view. And, you know, there are a lot of schools around Charlotte Makeke. I'm sure one of them could come forward and be painters. Well, that sounds really exciting. Mm. Okay, well, challenges out there, yes. All right, something else when I was with you, I saw that you've got um, surfaces like sort of like ramps and um, different kinds of grass verges kind of things. Okay, so where you went to was our wheelchair mobility garden. And the reason why we've actually built the terrain so that it's got different surfaces and ramps is so that, again, it's for training patients in a wheelchair, how they can actually manipulate going up and down a ramp and also, you know, the different surfaces. The ramp that we've got is slightly higher than what the norm should be. However, that is actually to scale of a normal ramp that we have found in some of the shopping centres and things like that. So a lot of the shopping centres ramps are not actually built to the scale that it should be. Some of them are, but not all of them. So we've actually, you know, kept ours at the normal ramp that you would find and get got our patients to practice going up and down those ramps. And initially it is quite scary for our patients. You can imagine you've now lost control of your legs and now you're going to go down a ramp where you feel that there is no security but it is actually very important that we teach them that. So, but obviously when we do it, we have our therapists in front and behind so that we can actually control the situation. Yeah, and I also uh, imagine the, even going up the ramp where you think you're going to run backwards and jump off you go, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we okay. also get well, Sorry. You were going to say? We also, you know, when we do training, we obviously also get our patient, our staff 
to try it out for themselves because you won't be able to know what your patients are going through unless you've actually tested it out yourself. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, spot on. So you then not having the OT, oh, come on now, it's easy. And it's like, well, fine, you try it. Let's see how easy it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what, let's ask people, you know, as a request, have you noticed how hard it is to get into certain places? Do you know that you can go to a restaurant and there are no reps? Or you could go somewhere where, yes, you can get in, but you can't get into the bathrooms. So it's just, you know, be aware of how difficult it is for people who are in wheelchairs or on crutches or aren't as independent as they were. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's pop off to our sponsors for another message from them. And then when we come back, we're going to continue looking at the different types where your adults suck and also your pediatric. But let's go for that break. Perhaps it's because we're a family or that we've been making whiskey together for over five generations. That at Grants, we believe... Friends aren't the people you do things with, they're the people you share things with. Discover a different angle. Grant's Whiskey. You're listening to Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. Welcome back. You're listening to Healthcare Hour with Colin Quist. My guest today is Vida Yip. And she is the Deputy Director of Occupational Therapy at Charlotte Makiki Academic Hospital. And we had a great time because I went off to go and tour to go and see what is OT, what happens with OT, um, finding out what kind of services they offer to make their patients more independent as they're part of rehabilitation. And Vida, you were just explaining to us that you've got three sections of of patients, you've got adult, psychiatric, and pediatric. So you've you've mentioned adult to us. Let's hear about psychiatric and peds. Okay, our psychiatry section. Um, basically, we deal with uh, a variety of diagnoses such as depression, schizophrenia, um, manic depression. So a variety of that. Uh, again, our role is actually to try and get our patients independent. And a lot of the times our psych patients, they may look physically okay, but they have various challenges. And one of the programs that we've actually initiated that we're quite proud of is our CSS project, which is a work empowerment program. And the whole emphasis of that is that our Patients, especially if they've got a psychiatric diagnosis, it's difficult for them to find work because a lot of the times people don't understand that they're actually still quite capable of doing their work. But with that whole stigmatism of a psychiatric condition, they are almost set aside, okay, and not given the opportunity. So what we do is we train our patients on how to actually write their CV. We train them on how to go for interviews, 
how to disclose the condition and how to actually go about assuring the potential employers that they are capable of doing their job. So, for example, that, you know, if the they could say to the employer things like, you know, I need to go and collect my medication once a month. I need a half day to collect my medication. But that actually keeps me, you know, going well and I am able then to function in my job. So if you look at it, if I have to give an employee half a day to collect medication but they can produce the work that I require, it doesn't make them disabled and it doesn't make them a burden. In fact, I would, by giving that half a day a month, I actually have a good employee. So those are the things that we teach our patients and also to help them and help the public to reduce that stigmatism. So, and then we have other types of work empowerment programs. And I think we can talk about that a little bit later. You wanted to know about pediatrics as well. Okay, in our pediatrics, we again deal with a lot of different diagnoses. Um, We have our burns area, we have hand injury, we've had our cerebral palsy children. So, and there we look at things like perceptual retraining. We look at, again, physical disabilities, how we can actually help. And for example, the burns patients, we would do things like pressure garments to reduce the scar. We would help with improving the range of motions. So, yeah, those are the areas that we cover. But there is so much more. But I think to go into detail, it's a little bit difficult. Okay. But it's it's just interesting that, you know, you do have patients or people whose lives have changed in a specific way. And it is about saying, how do we still give you your independence? What do we do? Um, and so it's, and to me, it's also fascinating. So like I was looking at all your gadgets that you have um, and just realizing, you know, like for instance, the breadboard, that imagine if you're going to cut something on a breadboard and you've only got one hand to do it and how the gadget has been designed to have spikes in it. So I like fascinating things like that. Um, and just to see like, you know, so you know, if you spike the bread or whatever it is that you're cutting on on the spikes, you then got the hand to be able to to cut or dice or chop. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of gadgets that we use with our patients and the whole premises that we've always said to patients, if your occupational therapist, you know, recommends an assistive device, it doesn't mean you're disabled. All we're doing is we're making your everyday life chores go a lot faster so that you would have more time to do the interesting stuff. I mean, you don't want to spend five to ten minutes doing one button if we can provide you with a gadget called a button hook, which actually is a little hook at the end of a stick that you push through the buttonhole. It hooks onto the button and you pull through. Now, if you can do that, if you can do your buttons within a few seconds as opposed to spending, you know, 10, 15 minutes, that 10, 15 minutes can be better used for doing something else 
a different task, something that you enjoy. So that's why we said the gadgets really help with enhancing your ability rather than anything else. And that actually is one of the things that we've actually, one of the things that was a major challenge to us because when we actually, we do the rehabilitation and we teach our patients how to use the gadgets, once they get discharged and they go home, quite often it's the family members would want to help not because of anything else, because they genuinely care about their loved ones and they want to do things for them. Or sometimes it's a little bit difficult initially, then the patients feel that, oh, well, let me rather ask for help instead of doing it myself. So then as a result of that, we find that the patients then start having what we call the revolving door syndrome because then they start getting either pressure sores or they start forgetting what they've done in rehab, they don't get better or they don't feel well, and they come back to the hospital. When they come back to the hospital, we get asked to do the rehabilitation again. And then you start getting that, keep coming back into the hospital, and the patients themselves start getting that idea that, you know, I'm sick, and then stay in that sick role which is what we don't want. So we started a what we call our Cooking with Gadgets program. And the idea behind that was to actually get our patients, once they get discharged, we say to them, go home, practice, and in about a month or two's time, what we'll do is we'll bring you back to the hospital. You would then use your gadgets and you would cook a meal and we would have judges and they would judge your meal, and then you would go into what is almost like a master chef uh, program in a hospital. I think we started that in two thousand and fifteen, and you know, on a very small scale. And then in two thousand and sixteen, we've actually had a lot of people that were interested in helping us. But I think what also helped was at that time, master chef was the in thing on TV. So anybody from all walks of life have watched an episode of MasterChef and it was great excitement. And I think the whole thing is that we all need to eat. So cooking became something that was quite a fun incentive for us to use. So we've subsequently have been running this program since 2015 and patients have actually found that they can create things which they weren't, they didn't think they would be able to. And some of the dishes they made was quite, it looks quite professional. And so we've actually got um, judges from hotels that have helped us with the program. And they've actually come to, um, you know, advise the patients, do MasterChef classes and things like that. But the important thing is that a lot of our patients through this program has found that it it has helped them to become independent and they've actually started doing some work out, you know, and earn some money. For example, we had a patient initially, he had a brachial plexus injury, which means that under normal circumstances, he can't use his right hand. 
his right arm anymore, and he would have been on a disability grant for the rest of his life. But through the program, he realized he can use his other hand, and he started making fed cook and fried fish in the township. He did so well that he's now employed two able-bodied people to help him in his shop. Okay, so now it's not only him becoming a breadwinner, but he's created a job opportunity for other people around him. Last year, our winner did very well, and one of his prizes was the chef gave him a two-day um, that he can spend with a chef in his kitchen and learn whatever skills he would like to. He did so well that chef actually offered him a job. So from somebody who's had a stroke, who wasn't actually working, who was getting depressed, who can't be the breadwinner anymore, to becoming somebody that actually can get a job again. I think those are the things that actually pushed us to take our project further. So this year we've actually started a new part of the program, which is what we do was we took the group of patients, we taught them basic skills, finance skills. We've got um, people coming in to give them lecture on how to cost their products. We've had people coming in to teach them about project management and, you know, and at the end of that and how to present the product. And that's what they did in July. They presented their product to a group of potential investors or rather they more sponsors and then who agreed that they were actually going to give the patients um, money for the ingredients which they're going to have a dry run in on the 20th of October and we're going to set up stores for them so that they actually learn their entrepreneurial skills and hopefully that will take them further into being truly independent. Yes. And so what I love about that video, it's also, it's focusing on the possible. It's focusing yes. on you can do it. You, you can find a different way to do it. And, but it's, it really is about saying, you know, come now, we can do this. Um, and so it's just so positive and uplifting and also allowing people, you know, to empower people to say that you aren't just discarded or worthless or, you know, it's, you can still contribute. You can be a breadwinner. And exactly like your one person where not only are they putting bread on the, on their own table, they're also allowing because of their work for two other families to have bread on their table. Yeah. So yay Absolutely. for you and your program. Thank you. But I think, you know, I've got a really dedicated team of therapists that is always willing to go that extra mile. But apart from that, they're willing to put up with all my crazy ideas and don't think I'm that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really grateful to a team like that. Yes. Okay, so let's go for a break. And then when we come back, let's find out more about, you know, what families need to know or the public um, you know, what information do we need to know? But let's go for a break. Let's go check to our sponsors. Oh, and when we come back, I must also talk to everyone about these recipe books. But let's go for a break first.
Highway Harley-Davidson. There are no words. You're listening to Ruga Monga. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. Welcome back. You're tuned to Healthcare Hour with Colleen Quist. My guest today is Vida Yip. She's the Deputy Director of Occupational Therapy at Charlotte Makteke Johannesburg Academic Hospital. It is getting me to say Makteke quite a few times. And everybody's going to send a message to tell me, no, Colleen, you got your click wrong. I had the pleasure of having a tour of occupational therapy department and just finding out about what everything, what everyone is doing in order to be, allow patients to be more independent, allowing them to have a rehabilitation that is successful. And so Vida, you were, we've been chatting about gadgets. We've been talking about all the different programs, but none of that would be possible without your people. And also how they embrace, let's try new things, let's find a way. Um, so, of course, there are lots of different gadgets. And it's just about, you know, the, the I'm possible mentality. I'm possible, you're possible. Still using cash? Matter why? It's time to cash less and live more with Capitec. Just choose the smart way to pay. Anytime, anywhere. No need for cash with SA's biggest digital bank. Pay the smart way with Capitec. You're listening to Ruga Online. 